This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Compass, a monthly program to help full Focus Planner users stay on track with their goals. Learn more at focusonthispodcast.com slash compass. Courtney, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bored. You're feeling bored? Yeah. Are you just over it? I don't even know. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Well, I'm not sure how to go on with this podcast. I'm bored. Because my goals. Because of your goal? Well, I have goal boredom. Goal boredom. That's what we're talking about. That's a problem. When you are just bored with your, you look at your goals, you're like, all right, I got to open up my planner. I've got to look up my annual goals and I'm, all right, I got to remember to do this thing. It's goal boredom and it's a problem because boredom doesn't get you any progress. Yeah. You're not going to make any progress if you're bored. And the reason I think most people are bored is because their goals are too safe. Yeah. You need a risky goal that will really excite you. That you're like actually really wanting to open up your planner and see what you are going to achieve today. Risky goals means you've got to be engaged. You've got to be focused. you got to be energized in order to get it done. So safe is boring, people. Only a risky goal will excite you. We need to stop asking, what do I think I can actually do? What's realistic? And instead ask, what do I think I can't do? What feels too big for me? Yeah, and today we're going to give you three factors of goal boredom and why you might be experiencing that. And at the end of the day, you're going to start working diligently on your goals because you're going to be excited and you're going to feel challenged for what's ahead. Mm -hmm. And that energy, it affects you even in the non-goal-oriented parts of your life, right? The the other areas of your life, other domains that maybe you don't have a specific goal in. I think you see when you're get out of the boredom trap, you see that effect, don't you, in other life right. domains? Absolutely. I'm actually really excited that we're going to be covering this topic. I think for a lot of people listening, you may be a high achiever and just like in general excited about things or can get yourself excited. But there are definitely people out there that think, yeah, sometimes I just get or maybe you get in the middle of a goal and you just kind of like, ah, I'm kind of over this. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you some really great tips on how to overcome that. That's right. Speaking of boring, you know who's not boring? <laughs> I was not sure where you were going. You don't know what this guy. Verbs, hey, Verbs. What, what's the origin of that nickname? Could oh, you share true. that with our listeners? Uh, I will. It's actually a nickname that I've had since high school. Whoa, throwback. Yeah, I started all, all the way back in uh, 2016 when you were in high school. <laughs> Probably 93, 1993. I Get had that, that nickname. Started writing writing raps. I needed a moniker, and so I, I picked that name. It's a great one. I refuse to call you anything else besides verbs. Anytime I call you Mike, I'm like, what? That just feels so wrong. So uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Thank you for putting up with our playful banter here. Once again, wanted to extend the invitation to the full Focus Planner community right there on Facebook. And if you're enjoying listening to the show, why not share it with a friend who might be having some productivity challenges? Share the podcast anywhere in the social media universe that you may find yourself with the hashtag Focus on this podcast. 
so maybe with that friend that Verbs is talking about, say, hey, you seem like you're having a challenge with your productivity. Are you productivity challenged? Maybe, maybe think of a better way to say that. Maybe just say, you know what? Courtney Baker is smart, and there's also other people on this show. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, listen to this. Honestly, if, if you have somebody that just is talking about how stressed out they are or how busy they are. Yes. This is really a great podcast for them. Mm-hmm. Or if you say, you know what? I'm working on my goals, and they're like, man, goals. I just kind of get bored with that stuff. <laughs> Transition. Good segue there. This, this is a great episode because we've got three factors of goal boredom. So you can test your goals and make them riskier by learning these three factors. Yeah, and again, you want to stop asking, what do I think I can achieve? And I think a lot of times we ask that or we kind of fall into that camp when we're kind of scared to fail. We want to kind of safeguard our goals into something we we it, we know we can achieve. You know, we're like, this this feels it feels good. But really, you want to ask, what do I think I can't? You know, to give yourself that little bit of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. it will uncover limiting beliefs. You know, we, we've touched on that a, a little bit in, in a previous episode as well. Um, so, yeah, what are the three factors, Courtney? Goal boredom factor one, you've already done it. You've already done the goal. You've already done the goal. It's like a repeat. Yeah, exactly. And. Sometimes we're tempted to do this, especially when it's hard to achieve. For example, like increase sales by 10% and you crush it. And then you're like, let's do that again. It's like, no, that honestly, it was maybe exciting the first time. The second time around, boring. Yeah. Or maybe you train for a half marathon and it's, okay, I guess I'll do that again next fall because that worked. Yeah. It, or- I, think, I think when you're fresh off the success, it can feel like a good idea. But then when you get in the thick of it, it's almost like you, we see this, here's a sports analogy. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. ready for this? So it's really hard for an NFL team to repeat as champions. They call it the mm. Super Bowl hangover. Where you, and it's because before you the team won the Super Bowl, there was so much hunger. And then once they hit that peak, they realize, oh, well, we already hit our goal. And so then the next year, they just set the same goal. Let's win the Super Bowl. And what happens is they get bored. They don't, you know, and maybe they wouldn't say they get bored, but their level of achievement, it's hard to muster that up because it feels like less of a risk. Well, and you've already established that you can do it. Exactly. And so you already know, like, I've got this. I don't need that, like, extra. it doesn't give you that same, you know, not in your stomach or like that sense of like, I'm not sure about this. That really pushes your focus. Exactly. So... Uh, you need to up the ante to make your goals riskier. So increase, if it's a number, you know, that uh, a sales increase percentage, increase that number. Or if it's a number of books you wanted to read, or if it was the half marathon I mentioned, maybe you do, hey, maybe this is the year I do a full marathon. Yeah, or you could even alter them to take you into a different territory, like increase your customer base by 20%, you know, read 50 books outside of my usual genre. Or enter an Iron Man event. Uh, that's a great example. I'm just like, wow, 50 books, and then Alzheimer's. I'm like, wow, who? This is this is a a reader's goal for sure. You know, that I'm, is really true. 50 books. 50 books is a lot of books. That is a lot of books. People do it all the time. But if you, Pe- okay, people do it all the time. Everybody Sorry, out readers, there, readers do it. If you read time. 50 books a year or more, tweet 
with the hashtag focus on this podcast and you get license to brag because I'll be impressed. For sure. If you already, if you're reading 50 books a year, let's not add on to that. Let's just find <laughs> another life domain to focus on. Let's, maybe you should try to win the Super Bowl. Maybe you like try out for an Perfect. NFL team. Perfect, exactly. No, that would be delusional. That would be delusional. <laughs> okay, so goal boredom factor one is that you've already done it. Goal boredom factor two, you know how to do it. You know how to do it. So some achievements, it's really just a matter of time. You know when you set the goal, oh, I know exactly how this is going to get done. I actually see a lot of people, when, when I've taught training on the Full Focus Planner or on Smarter Goals, they will set a goal and they'll ask me, you know, we set this goal or I set this goal for myself and I actually don't know how I'm going to achieve it. I, I don't yeah. know if it's... Because, you know, I maybe know step one and two, but mm-hmm. step 47, I've got no idea what that's going to look like. That's actually a good thing to not know how you're going to achieve it. In fact, if you already could, if I asked you to line up every single step and you knew how to do everything that would be required for that, boy. Yeah, there's just no challenge. Bored. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel exciting at all. A risky goal should take you beyond what you already had. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, we don't do that a lot of times because we like that security of knowing, you know, but actually we should like resist that and go beyond it. Why do you guys think that people may gravitate toward a goal um, that they may already know how to do? Where does, it, where does that stem from? Well, I've done that. I think for me, it stems from a fear of failure. You know, I'm just wanting to win somehow. Yeah, where I, I... Or not even win. It's like actually trying not to lose. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a subtle mm-hmm. difference oh, between I'm yes. I'm out to win and I'm trying not to lose. It's I mean, I'm going to let's go, let's just stay in this football analogy cuz it's working so well for me personally. Uh <laughs> maybe I just miss football season. That's probably what it is. Uh but you know, when you're up a lot and then you just try not to lose a game, you end up, you know, the t- so a lot of times you can end up losing because you've let go of the drive that made you get the score up in mm. the first place, you know? And I think I've experienced that with my own goals where I've set something, I'm like, hey, I know how to do this. I just know I need to apply myself and I, I know all those steps. And I think it's the subtle fear of, well, what if I thought too highly of myself? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, maybe you've written a book, for example, and you're like, well, maybe my goal will be to write a book and to sell a certain number of copies or like really you know, a best-selling book in, in a genre or rank in a certain thing. And, you know, that's scary because if you're like, well, what if I thought I was special? What if I thought I could was better than I am? And then I discover at the end of the journey, oh, I'm actually not that great. I think that's sort of, not to be too scuba, you know, and go deep on you, but I think that's sort of what lies underneath for me. Sure. Right. I wish I could remember who to attribute this quote to, but it said something to the effect of, you know, play to win the game, don't just play to not lose. So, yeah, let's just say it was Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken a thousand shots. Wayne Gretzky. Well, and here's some, you know, if you find yourself in that camp, I think that's a very real place to be. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there that are like shaking their head right now. Like, yes, I've, I either feel that right now or I've felt that previously. Here are some ways to really stretch your capacity. You know, develop a goal you don't know you'll achieve. Just be okay with the fact that you may not get there. And that's that's okay. That's part of that's part of setting goals. Another way is set a goal you don't think you have time for. 
or you don't feel smart enough to tackle or just something you've never done before. That's exciting in itself. We do. I've heard Michael talk about this, this delusional zone, he calls it. Right. So there is a way to sort of make something kind of too risky so it's overboard, right? Right. Like we were teasing earlier about somebody, you know, trying to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's <laughs> delusional. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless, uh, you unless know, you're you, Tom Brady you, listening. I know. If you play for the Chicago Bears, it's probably delusional. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I do think that there is something. So how do you, you know, I guess guard against that or, or what would be an example of, I mean, are you saying setting a delusional goal and there being some sort of filter to figure out what's delusional, what's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. risky mm-hmm. to where it's just right beyond my grasp, but mm-hmm. it, I could grasp it if I worked mm-hmm. toward it? Yeah, I remember asking Michael this one time, and he said, you know, goal setting is like playing an instrument. And, and the first time you pick it up, it might feel awkward, and you might be like, I'm not cut out for this. But with practice, you can become fluent and it can you know, be easier and you can make beautiful music uh, with your goals. But, you know, I think finding that line takes, takes some practice to go, hey, let's stretch ourselves. I've made the joke with uh, our clients before. I was like, if you tell your team or you tell your spouse your goal, maybe a little bit of nervous laughter is a good thing. Like, no, mm-hmm. oh, you're OK. You're serious. You know, but like just flat out laughter uh, is a bad thing. Like you don't <laughs> want to fall out of the chair. If they think you're doing a stand up routine. It might be delusional. It might be a delusional. <laughs> okay, so goal boredom factor one was you've already done it. Goal boredom factor number two is you know how to do it. Goal boredom factor three is that there is nothing at stake. There's got to be something on the line for there to be actual risk. So if the worst thing that can happen is nothing, then it's not a risky enough goal and you're setting yourself up to be bored. Yeah, exactly. There has to be something on the line. You know, it might be the money you invest. Actually, I'm just going to pause on that one because I don't know why this works for me. I literally live right beside a gym. Literally, I can walk to it. But I know if I pay for a really expensive, fancy gym down the road and spend a bunch of money, it will work because of this because of this reason, I've got money on the line that I've invested. It totally gets my focus. Uh, another one might be the amount of time it will take you, you know, if you've got time on the line or something you stand to lose or miss out on if you fail or even your reputation, which mm-hmm. is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I think you said this about the gym example is that it really gets my attention. And that's the power of having something to lose or having the high investment, you know, it's the more you invest in your goal, the more focus it's going to have from you. If you like money, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So if it's investing money for an expensive gym or uh, maybe it's buying equipment for something, uh, the time uh, that you're using, those are real costs. You know, it, I, I do think there's something special about money specifically you know i mean time is definitely a thing but boy seeing that money leave your bank account it can really okay hey if we're gonna invest in this i'm gonna make sure it gets done that's really powerful okay so blake i have some questions that i think will help people as they're listening kind of think through do i have enough on the line Mm -hmm. with this goal is there enough at stake exactly is there enough at stake the first one is how much money will i invest in this 
how much time will I allocate to pursuing this? You know, especially if you're going to run a marathon, how much time is it going to take to pursue that? It's actually a lot. Uh, the next one is what other things could those resources be used for? I really like that question. Yeah, it's a that great hel- one. That helps frame there is a cost, right? Like what? where else could we put that money? Because now it's not this costs $50. It's this costs, you know, a new pair of headphones or something else that you would have gotten with that money. Yeah, absolutely. The same with your time resource. You know, like what could this be being used for? Mm-hmm. In what ways will I or my business be better off if I achieve this? Which is a huge, great question. And then what ways might it be worse off if I don't achieve this? Right. So you've got to have something at stake. There needs to be something really desirable on the other side of success and maybe also something really undesirable on the other side of failure. That that will help you stay out of the ho-hum boredom of your goal. Yeah. If you're just like... At the end of your goal, if you don't achieve it, if you're just like, oh, well, it's it's not risky. Right. So if your goals are uninteresting, if your goals are boring, you're going to avoid them. So if you find yourself there, run it through these three factors that we talked about today. Let me just tell you those again. You've already done it. You already know how to do it. And there's nothing at stake. Right. Run your goals through those three factors and the risk that will be present will help you start working diligently. I think some people listening, you feel like you don't have enough discipline or you're not just goal, you know, a goal-oriented person and really you just you haven't gotten that risk in and you will surprise yourself at how much you can really accomplish this quarter. You know what? In addition to that, if you're someone out there saying I'm not a goal person, I need you right now to say to yourself, I am a goal person. I am. A goal I, I do goals. <laughs> that is who I am. There's huge science to what you speak to yourself. My man, Verbs, how are you doing? Hey. Do you have risky goals this quarter or what? I have some. I thought what I had were risky goals, and I think I need to go back using these factors that we talked about today and, uh, and make sure that actually is the case. So um, but thanks for asking. Actually, you can check in with me on that later on uh, in the year and see how I'm doing. Speaking of checking in, I'm sending a shout out today to Hooked on Success. They recently reviewed the show on iTunes and had this to say. Each episode has been informative and thoughtful. I particularly enjoy the banter between the two co-hosts and the Full Focus Planner subscriber that calls in to discuss the challenges that they are facing with productivity. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to Monday. Thank you so much, Hooked on Success. And if you have not had a chance to rate and review the show on iTunes, would you please do that today? It helps us keep the show very visible, especially to those who may need upgrades to their productivity. Hey, Katie, it's Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Katie, this is Blake. Where are you from? I am from Kansas City, Missouri. Born and raised in Nashville, but been in Kansas City for about seven years. Oh, that's Loved awesome. Love it. Love me some burnt ends. You've got it. I have no idea what you're talking about right We're now. talking about barbecue. Oh, barbecue. <laughs> Come on. That's great. Yeah. I've never been to Kansas City. Writing down your goals. Is that something you do? I do do. Um, and it's something I love doing in the Full Focus Planner because it's quarterly and not so intimidating. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I love, yeah, I've not thought about that perspective of that making it less uh, intimidating, but that's totally true. 
Yeah, so I, uh, I that's one of the main reasons why I really enjoyed the uh, Full Focus Planner other other tools I had used. I feel like I had done the yearly goal setting and just got beyond overwhelmed. And so by kind of using the quarterly goal system, um, two to three goals just didn't seem as daunting. So that, that's been essential for me and my success. I can totally relate to that. I'm the type of person where, one, it's hard for me to just clarify my goal and get the guts to write it down. And if I have to do it for like the whole year, all of a sudden I can feel <laughs> overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, no, did I was it even the right goal? And will I even remember that in, you know, October, 10 months from now? That is really true. Actually, the first time I ever heard Michael talking about when you do your quarterly review and you decide do I need to delete this goal? Do I need to like rewrite this goal was really liberating for me. So yeah, Katie, thanks for saying that. Cause it's reminding me of that. Like it's so freeing to have that perspective. Especially kind of the work I do. Um, sometimes my yearly goals change um, and our, our goals are, you know, ever evolving cause I am on a part of a new team. So um, that also works pretty well for us and just meeting my, my business goals and their expectations. That's interesting. How visible are your goals? Is that something that you you set in the beginning of the quarter and you just know that it's there? Or do you make it part of your your team's week by week or maybe a ritual? How do you revisit your goals during the quarter? Yeah, my goals are extremely visible. Um, and so I lead a team and I like providing that transparency to them. So we actually established kind of a big three for our team per quarter, as well as I usually share my weekly big three if it's um, not personal. <laughs> so um, I like to provide that that transparency because I think it can that sets consistent expectations with, with my supervisor as well as with my team. I love that. That team visibility is really powerful. We were actually so, talking about yeah. that earlier in this episode. So true. So Katie, do you have a question for us? I was just wondering, you know, from y'all's perspective, um, if you have any best advice when it comes to personal goals, I seem to do extremely well with taking care of my my work accomplishments and kind of tasks I need to take on. But I seem to always put my personal goals to the back burner. Mm. Oh, yeah. All the high achievers in their cars <laughs> right now are like shaking their head. They're like, yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Yeah, this is really, this is, a, I honestly, this is one that I can really fall into as well. Um, I actually, every year, go through our course, uh, Best Year Ever, as I set up my goals for the next year. And one of the really key things that I learned from that was setting up my goals based on life domains and actually being intentional about saying, I am a whole person. I cannot just have goals for work. I need goals in all areas of my life. And, um, you know, those life domains are equally important as work. Mm. Blake, do you use life domains as you set up your goals? I do. Yeah. It's, I, I find that I can access that a little, maybe it's just my personality type. Sometimes I, it's easier for me to access that. But if you do have a hard time or, if anyone listening has a hard time with that, we actually have an assessment called the life score assessment. That is something you can take that will shine a light on an area that maybe needs a little work. But I'm curious, Katie, just to clarify your question, do you find that the hard part with personal goals is coming up with those goals or the hard part is following through because work seems to dominate? 
I think probably coming up, um, I'm so used to having really like measurable goals. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's been harder kind of formulating um, what would actually get me to the end result that I do want. Hmm. One thing that I, I think is kind of a, a vulnerable thing to do, but a helpful thing to do is to ask someone that you really trust. Maybe it's a spouse, a close friend, um, someone that you seek for counsel, like a mentor, uh, but being vulnerable and going, you know, I'm trying to set just a couple of goals this quarter. I have a couple of work goals. I'd like to have a personal goal. You know, it's kind of vulnerable. Yeah. Thing. Like I, I'm just thinking I could ask my wife that and she'd be like, well, you may want to think about this, yeah. you know, that's a really interesting way to do that. And if yeah. you can't quite get that vulnerable, <laughs> another tip would be just to list out, um, the life domains, which are in the gold detail section of your goals and force yourself you may not use all of these goals, but just what would the goal be if you were going to write mm-hmm. a goal for that life domain? So for example, spiritual. Okay. Well, what would a goal look like that would fall in that life domain? And then that would just give you the practice of, okay, what would different goals look like and be able to evaluate those? I agree. I think, you know, kind of starting off, maybe ask those who know you best um, is great advice. Awesome. Uh, don't be afraid to be brave with that. Yeah, you're obviously being brave here, being on the show. (laughs) Katie, we've loved having you on the show today. Thank you for making time for the call. Thanks for including me. But yeah, if you find yourself bored with your goals, that's a surefire sign that maybe it's time to adjust. And I would say this, this is maybe a final thought. If you find, you know, we're already kind of in the midst of the year, maybe you've already got a goal and you find yourself bored, but it feels like it needs to happen. Maybe just tweak the wording of the goal a little bit. Tweak how you're phrasing it, how you're writing it, so that it wakes up your heart a little bit. It makes you a little bit more uncomfortable. Maybe you you know, change the number or the percentage on it, or maybe you change sort of what the reward, what the outcome looks like in a way that it re-engages your heart. Uh, because boredom is not a great productivity tool, unfortunately. That is true. (laughs) That is absolutely true. Well, thanks again for joining us on Focus on This. The most productive podcast on the internet. So share with your friends, folks. Don't you want your friends to be productive, right? (laughs) Use the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. Next week, we are talking about what? What are we talking about? Streak trackers. Streak tracker. Streak tracker. I'm working on uh, a song for it. (laughs) Great. It's still... Listen, it's not a hit yet, but it could be. But soon to be. All right. Until your song comes out. Mm -hmm. Until then, stay stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Compass, a monthly program to help full Focus Planner users stay on track with their goals. Learn more at focusonthispodcast.com slash compass.